Hi guys, I'm Danny. And I'm Molly. And we are here. It's someone's favorite time of year. It's mine too. Urban lit. January. <laughs> Urban lit. January. Our most like sacred tradition on the podcast. I I do want to say, like, I realized reading this book that my <laughs> I don't know if my tastes have sharpened, but like my knowledge and my like reading these like I'm a much different person now than You're I was. You're a coin now. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a much different person. I have much different expectations. And funny now, now they're disappointing me in different ways. So <laughs> So that's that. How have you been, Molly? You know, I've been thriving and surviving. I didn't get washed away in all the rain, so I'm pretty yes, happy about that. I'm so glad. I heard about all that, and I was like, I guess this is the most rain California's gotten in a in a minute? In a minute and a half. How are you in Missouri? I'm doing good. We got snow. You know, as they do, they hype it up. They were expecting five to ten inches. We got, like, two. So <laughs> people still can't drive in it, though. They still can't drive in the snow. So yeah. there's that. But I'm hanging. I've been playing so much Animal Crossing. <laughs> really? After all this time? That's like, I know I'm super late. I am the maybe the last and among the only ones. I love playing it. Animal Crossing. I love it. But yes, I play almost every day. Mm-hmm. I I have the DLC, the mm-hmm. home decorator. I play that. Like my goal now is I want to get as I say all, but that's a lot. But I'm trying to I'm trying to get all the DIYs. Like that's my goal. Mm, I have like 350 wow. left. Damn. Yeah. I love it when like people say like, oh, you know, gaming is like bras playing like shooters and stuff, and you know, casual gamers, cozy gamers. Like that's just you know what that's not hardcore gaming. And then people who play like Stardew and Animal Crossing and all this shit, it's like, oh yes, I like super one thousand percent completed this game. I got every piece of DIY <laughs> furniture a thousand percent. I this is my island. I've been building it for eight and a half years. Like exactly. there's nothing there's nothing casual about it. Here are my spreadsheets where I keep track of all of the catalog <laughs> items I have. It's insane. It's yeah. insane. It's like I'm mid I learned about min-maxing Stardew, and this girl had to keep like fucking restarting because she like yeah. took a step in the wrong direction. Exactly. It's it's wild. It's it's wild. I did randomly like text Molly. I think what was I asking for? Pink Cosmos. I'm oh like, yeah. This is an emergency. <laughs> Do you have pink cosmos on your island? Uh, and then I was I, so ashamed. Uh-huh. I was like, I can't believe I bumped her. Like I was looking like I needed blood for my transfusion. <laughs> no, I mean that's how it was in early 2020. Like I remember my husband got it for me for my birthday and it was like right when all like the mm-hmm. pandemic shit started and I was so down and like all the mail was delayed. So he like returned the physical copy and got the download copy because I was like, I can't be like eight days behind everybody. <laughs> That'll like last for the rest of my Animal Crossing life. So yeah, it's it's very I I get the I get it. I've been yeah. there. So that's what I've been doing. I hate playing in the winter. So I don't know. Why? You don't like the I snow? just hate the snow. Um, and it like I'm I hate being in the winter in the real life. So it's like I want my tropical island. I want the green. I want the colorful flowers. And I guess you still do have the flowers, but I just so yeah, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> you should come see. It's a lot different than the last time you were on it. I'm so afraid to go on it because I know mine is just full of roaches and like villagers who hate me. Like they're so shady. I don't know if you've like put it down for a few days yet. 
and then like oh. you come back and they're like mm-hmm. okay who are you bitch like where you been yeah where you been? okay oh i didn't realize you still lived they're so they're so hurtful they really are well because my journey is i got it november of 2021 and i played for a few months and then i got bored because it was winter and i put it down and i didn't pick it back up until september of 2022 (laughs) so yeah i had the roaches i had all the side eye like oh my gosh who are you again yeah some Mm -hmm. shady little fake animals and i'm like well you're just computer coding so i'm gonna ignore you it's like you can't hurt my (laughs) (laughs) so that's what i've been doing and of course as always reading reading mm-hmm. a book, reading this selection. I have mm-hmm. to ask before we get uh-huh. into like the synopsis in it. Well, no, you know, that's too early. Cause I was going to ask how the audio experience was, but that we'll, I, we'll I wanna, get into that. I want to say some things about the audio experience. <laughs> now or later? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll save it. I'll reserve okay. my comments. Okay. Cause I was like, oh, go free. So what we're going to do is, okay. So as you know, as we do, we're going to, I'm going to read a synopsis full spoilers. Cause you know, there's, there's a lot going on in this book. So if you if you want to read this and have it unspoiled, stop, I guess, stop listening here or just skip the synopsis. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into it. This book is written by Tanisha Stewart. I looked her up. I tried to see how many books she's authored. I think it's like 16 or 17. Wow. But I couldn't tell if that was everything or if that was just her like street lit. Oh, stuff. wow. Like so her, she could have more. Yeah, because she also writes, she has street lit and she's also doing Christian fiction. And I think that said she wrote nonfiction and I can't even mm-hmm. imagine what... Like what? Like what? Non? Like what? I want to know. <laughs> like, yeah. what nonfiction thing are you writing? Like an expose or something? So, but she had about sixteen on her website, and her current series is like the quiet ones. Kindle kept pushing it to my uh, my little ad screen. Uh huh. And that's the that's my least favorite thing about Urban Fic Month because then Kindle is like, oh, so you want more of this? And it's like, okay, no, here, we got you. No, absolutely not. Stop. <laughs> So here we go. Here's our synopsis. Synopsis. It's not a synopsis. All right. Mia has just been proposed to by her boyfriend, Trey, when she gets stunning news. Her boyfriend has been cheating on her with one of her best friends, Lauren. <laughs> this is a really... I'm sorry. I didn't know Lauren was spelled like that. <laughs> I didn't listen. <laughs> we got to get these synopsis first. We just got to get through this. Okay. Mia kicks her boyfriend out of the house and tries to move on with the support of her other best friend, Becky. While at grocery shopping, she meets the handsome Nolan with a D, and they soon start to get serious. I only mentioned the with a D because she made a point of saying it, and it mm-hmm. really threw me off. <laughs> Mia can't forget Trey, though, and after a brief romantic rendezvous, Mia soon falls pregnant. There's one big problem, though. Is the baby Nolan's or Trey's? While all this has been happening, strange things have been going on to Mia. A speeding car nearly runs her over at work. She starts getting scary and threatening text text messages, and she suspects someone has broken into her her home. Worse, Nolan has flipped on her, threatening her with a hammer after learning that she's been spending time with her ex. She soon kicks him out and reunites with Trey and gives birth to twins. She is shocked to discover that one twin has been fathered by Trey and the other by Nolan. It was some real Mari stuff, y'all. This means that the unstable Nolan is in her and Trey's lives forever, or I guess at least the next 18 years. Things become disastrous when Mia wakes up one day to find that one of the babies has been kidnapped. She suspects Nolan, but is shocked to learn he has nothing to do with it. The truth soon reveals itself when Becky calls, demanding that Mia bring the other baby for her to a designated meeting spot. Mia learns from Becky's mother that she has delusional disorder, oh my gosh, and has been lying to Mia for years. 
Nolan rescues the baby and reveals the truth. He's actually Lauren's cousin and knows that Trey never had sex with Lauren. Rather, they set him up to believe he had in order to break them up. Both babies are Trey's, and Nolan only got involved when Lauren asked. And Lauren's the one who's been stalking Mia and threatening her with her car. The synopsis just ends there because I didn't know how to wrap it up. I mean, that, that's kind of the end. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a lot. And you know what? I realized as reading this, I forgot all of the workplace stuff. So, oh, yeah, side little side plot where Mia has being set up for things that she does does not do, such as eating in the workplace and um, pushing a coworker down a flight of stairs. And she says, I didn't do these things. And we don't know why this is happening. So mm-hmm. that's also going on. And mm-hmm. it's also another coworker whose name is spelled incorrectly. Evelyn. Evelyn. Spelled E-V-E-L-I-N. So, and yes, Lauren, I've seen Lauren spelled like that, but I've never seen Trey spelled like, you know, lunch tray. Oh my God, I just noticed that. <laughs> it. I have a cousin named Trey because he's the third. Yes, And they call yeah, him Trey. Trey. T-R-E-Y. Right. Or even, That's, I'll take a T-R-E. I'll take yeah, a- yeah. I know I haven't ever seen T R A Y, huh? Man, yeah. I mean, listen to the audio. I I missed a lot of these. <laughs> oh, this is how they were spelled in the book, and it drove me nuts. Nolan is spelled with a D. Like it's even uh, a line. Like she says, like with a D, and he's like with a D, and I'm like, why? Mia, or is it? Ma- I think it's Mia. It's not Maya. Yeah. Trey is spelled with an A. Lauren is spelled like that. I'm surprised Becky isn't spelled with an I. <laughs> Oh, and the kids' names. Hold on. The kids' names are Tyreek and Tyrell. Uh-huh. And Tyreek is spelled T-Y-R-I-E-K. And I'm like, that's not how you spell Tyreek. But I can't remember the actual way to spell it. Tyreek. No. There's no then, E in Tyreek. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is... I'm like, but then I, I don't know. I started doubting myself. Like, Yeah, it's like, well... So, yeah. That's the plot, Molly. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So we were we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and Danny was like, "Well, I don't know." She said it. She felt like it was kind of a morality story, like a morat, like one of those old school morality plays or something. And but she was like, "Well, what was the lesson?" And I think it's too easy to say like the lesson is everybody ain't your friend, because I I feel like it's operating at a different level. And I just want us to like have that question at the back of our minds as we go through our discussion because. I, yes, it's like, is that a fair lesson for her to learn given these circumstances? Could there have been, is the way she learned this lesson fair? Right. Is Does it she, realistic? Yes. Is it real? Like, I'm even beyond that. It's like, <laughs> is the, <laughs> could she have learned this a different way? Because that's, that's a lesson I think everybody learns. You know, you're you're young, someone you thought she was your friend, like in elementary school, middle school, like, you know, does some shit to you. And your mom says, well, everybody at your bed, friend, you're like, you're right. But this is such like an extreme, you know? Uh, yeah. But I just want to, I want to see if it's a fair lesson by the end of this all, discussion. All of the betrayals are so big and so massive. And it's like, girl, there was an awarding sign. Right. Like- <laughs> It's like you didn't notice these are your these are your buds, these are your friends, these are your homegirls, and they're like trying to kill you. Like <laughs> what what's that about? Okay. I, I feel like do we go through each character or do we go through each betrayal? Because like each betrayal kind of leads to the other betrayal. 
<laughs> because we can start with like Mia and Trey in their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say let's do that. Yeah. So it, it like it really starts off like um Mia and Trey, they're like living in this blissful existence. He is studying to be a dental hygienist, I believe. Yeah, that, right? that was yeah. I, I thought, thought that, that was, was like a good detail. Like he's like, oh, I'm working at I'm working at Walmart now, but I'm studying. He's like, I got a couple more months, and then after that, we're gonna do it big. She has a indeterm. I I got the feeling she worked at a call center, but I wasn't like a hundred percent sure. No, no, they did say she processed insurance claims. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she has very a, specific. Yeah, it's like like they're just real ass jobs. It's like okay, you work at you work at this shitty place at Walmart. Like his manager's always yelling at him to clean a bathroom, and they can't like eat or drink or breathe at her job. Um, right. So, but they're they're happy. They got a little apartment. You know, th- things are coming up. Uh, she has these two best friends, and she just like she's like, oh, these are my day ones. I love them so much, and that it's just like bam. Um, Lauren is walking through the door and she's like, Oh, no, no, no. Trey proposes to her first. Yes. That's what she, makes it even harder. She proposes and like there's like this weird energy when Mia tells her friends. Yeah. Because like Lauren announces she's pregnant, but she won't say who the baby daddy is. And I was like, Oh, that's a sign. <laughs> right. And then the other friend is like, Oh, you know, now knowing everything that I know, like it casts this early scene differently. And I feel like Mia was missing a lot of signs that these two bitches like absolutely yes. hated her. <laughs> yes. Because she walks in and they're being shady. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I am uh, engaged. I'm so happy. And they're just like not, they don't really give a fuck. And she's like, oh, my friend is pregnant. Probably by that bum. And she's like, wow, they just didn't really, like she really harps on it. Like, oh, yeah, they didn't like ask me how it happened. I don't even think mm-hmm. it happened that interestingly. Uh, no, she's just like, like, at home. Yeah. And so she's just like, I I was confused before I knew everything. I was like, why is she so hung up on this? Like, in reality, people don't want to hear your engagement story that bad. You know what I mean? Like they don't especially if they have their own shit, like a surprise pregnancy. A surprise pregnancy. It's like, Mia, why are you so upset? Like, give it a give it a day or two. Like, this girl just found out she's pregnant. Like, okay. But in reality, by hobo, yeah. In reality, they just they were probably plotting her downfall when she walked in with that news. So that's the question. I think and this is another question I want us to consider because were they like, uh, like were they like scheming together or did they each have like their own con going on and they didn't realize that the other one was also because like Lauren's doing her own thing, trying to trap Trey. And then Becky is doing her own thing, trying to get a baby. And it's like, right. did they know? Because they do come in and they start shitting on our house because our house is never decorated. Right. It's funny. But it's like, I couldn't figure out if they were working together or if Mia is just so very bad at judging people, which I would say she's very bad at judging people mm-hmm. that she has two people who are very unstable as her best friends. And she had no clue. No clue. What I think is that these were just two enemies of hers. <laughs> and they, you know how they say like, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. closer. <laughs> so they just happen to like fall into this threesome group, even though like they're totally unrelated. I think that each of them knows that the other is evil and plotting for Mia's downfall. But they keep their they keep their scams separate. Okay. They're like, okay, you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing, but we both <laughs> we hate have this different girls. Goals. 
we have different goals, but they're similar. Our goals dovetail. That's what I think. I think that's a good, that's a good read on it because I was just very confused on how everything tied together at the end. And maybe they don't. I don't think they do. I think that yeah. they're just like, okay, well, this happened and this happened too. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I don't know if you ever read um, oh, that Stephen King book, uh, It. Um, I'm like, you know, that real niche one, It. <laughs> and it's well, like, maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've heard of it. I'm just so avant garde in my reading. Um, and, you know, it's about this guy, this, you know, about the spider clown monster, and he's, like, killing people. But, like, halfway through the book, they're like, okay, well, here's a little boy who's just a serial killer. And it's not related <laughs> to P- Pennywise. Like, he has a little scene. It's like, oh, I just, you know, he, like, comes in, he's like, I just want to point out, like, this this kid is just an unrelated serial killer in the area who just happened to show up in this book. And that's what I feel like Lauren's two friends. It's like, oh, you hate her and want to do some real devious shit? I do too. We're unrelated. We know about each other, but we're not really, you know, we're not really on doing the same thing. Like you said, we have different goals. Exactly. Okay. Coincidence. Okay. Yeah. Do you have the book up? I do. Is there something Can you need looked read? up? Yes. The line Lord says when she walks in and announces she's pregnant. Yes. Let me search to that part. Because another thing is like this book for a lot happens to it, but it's kind of like a slow, boring read. Yeah. It's like right at the end, everything happens. But like Mia is not super concerned with all the things going on around her. So I think that that's like, like if someone was trying to run me over and crazy, <laughs> exactly. I would I would be more active and try to figure out what was going on. But she's kind of like, you know, I, to be fair, she's got a lot on her plate. She's got these two killers. <laughs> and that's the other thing. I almost forgot to include those because they're almost just like, yeah, like she'll get these weird messages and she's like, whatever. Yeah. Like, someone's like, bitch, look out behind you or bitch. Look. I'm like, I would be very concerned in two cars, I, two yeah. separate cars. And you're like, yeah. well, because one she's pushed in front of, two right. separate cars trying to run her over. I, there's so much. Okay. I Wait, so Becky was a little tipsy since he had done most of the drinking. Finally, she said to Lauren, bitch, you done missed out most of the party not answering your phone. I nodded as I stared at Trey. My eyes shifted to Lauren as well. Girl, where you been all day? Did you have an appointment or something? Lauren gave me a stank look in response. What? I asked. Why you got an attitude? She cleared her throat. Trey and I have an announcement. I blinked and Becky cocked her head. We both spoke at the same time. Announcement? But uh, I'm going to skip forward. Mm-hmm. She's turned to Trey. You want to tell her or should I? Now I was standing. Tell me what, Lauren? What does she need to tell me, Trey? I felt heat rising within me and it wasn't good. Becky stood as well, assessing what was about to go down. Long story short, I've been fucking your man. He's mine now. Bitch, what? Before anybody could answer my question, I was on Lauren's ass. I was trying to do some serious damage, but it was halted by Becky and Trey holding me back. And then yeah. and then it's like, they do all this. Trey says absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just walk out. Right. I was my like question, so confused, guys. My question is, Trey knows this is not true because ba- basically... Lauren goes on to say that they've been like, you know, having sex and like having this right. relationship for like at least months and that they were planning for him to leave her, blah, blah, blah. And Trey just stands there not saying nothing. And he knows it's not true. He doesn't want to break up with Mia. And we later learn he doesn't even remember having sex with. Right. <laughs> so it's like, 
why does he just like this whole this is the thing that got me none of the nothing else in this book would happen if trey acted like a real person in that moment if he said i don't know what she's talking about we might have had sex once but i don't remember it i was drunk I blasted. I somehow blacked out. Yeah, like someone would clock that immediately. Like, wait, you just blacked out, right? You don't remember having sex with her, and you don't really fuck around with her. Like, that's worrisome. That's worrisome. I have questions about that, especially (laughs) after she like announces it by saying, "Ding dong, bitches, I'm fucking your man." Like. And so it's just like if he had and like that's the thing. Like this whole story is convoluted because if he had acted like a real person all of the drama and everything else that comes afterward wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. To so be it all fair, though, on that scene. His mom is like terrible. The advice that she gives him. Cause he's kind of like, he kind of alludes a couple times. He's like, man, I really, I really don't remember having sex with her. You know, she's kind of unstable, this, that. And the mom's like, you better go over there and be a man. Exactly. And it's like, wait, wait. We're getting wait. way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> okay, sorry, but no, I just, I, meant, I, I meant what you were yeah. seeing. Wait, we're all getting ahead of ourselves because how do oh, you know yeah, yeah. father? How, and if my son, like God forbid, he ever gave me those cir- circumstances, I'd be like, what? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't just be like, oh, you need to go over there and man up. I'd be like, it sounds like something really bad happened. Like, we need a paternity test. We need to figure this. We need to call the police because exactly this don't this shit don't sound right. To the math ain't math. <laughs> The math ain't method. So, yeah. yeah. And it's just, yeah. I now looking back, um, what's the other friend? It's Lauren and Becky. Becky. Becky's reaction in this. Now I'm like thinking like, yes, they know, but like they don't hit each other to like all the details. Because I, I don't think she knew that she was pregnant by Trey. I think it's a surprise to her too. <laughs> I think she, well, because we know she's lying. Because she knows she's not. Mm-hmm. Because there's a whole, there's a whole, like so many criminal actions. Like Nolan, yeah. Nolan's gonna get charged with some shit too. Like, don't oh, you? I got a lot to say about Nolan. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. and that's the breakup. And also, this book is over like a year almost. But mm-hmm. we just keep taking these big leaps and forward because the next big leap in time we take, she's kicked Trey out. Mm-hmm. There she's at home and she's like, I'm trying to move on. And I don't know if she meets Nolan here, but like Becky has really come in and is like, she's like, I wouldn't have gotten through this if it wasn't for my girl Becky and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so what's her okay, delusional disorder does not mean you are un like moored from Rhea. I don't why would she do all that if she secretly hates this woman? Is she just really playing a long con? Is she just, just like that good of an I actress? No. I mean, it's super problematic when she's like, uh, like you get the sense she steals the baby because she's infertile. And it's like, okay, infertility and mental health issues don't like mean you're going to steal, like just snap and steal your friend's baby and throw him in a river. Like that's, that's wild. I thought <laughs> it was her, just that she truly uh-huh. thought it was her baby. Oh, it could have been. Let's not. I'm not going to put the mental health here up to too high of a standard. Yeah, honestly. I just yeah. When she was like, uh, I think at one point Mia goes and talks to her and is like stressing, and uh, Becky's like, well, you know, some of us can't even get pregnant. Oh, that's right. All this I stuff, and I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> I was just say a lot of the pregnancy stuff. Like I've never been pregnant. I've never had a pregnancy scare. So I was like, I don't know about this. Like you can get a DNA test before the baby is born. Absolutely. And like, <laughs> and like 
And like, I feel like Mia knew she was pregnant like after four weeks. I'm like, is that possible? I mean, I mean you I don't know. It was real quick. Can, but it's like you gotta you got ooh, it's it's it, that's tight. I know it was I was like, that's a real quick turnaround. She knows already. It was like, like, oh, you just test in every day just for fun. You test every day for a month. Yeah. <laughs> or like I could see it if like you were planning, like you are actively trying, like you are uh-huh. like you make but like she's just like fucking around. She's like, whoop, I'm pregnant. Because like, like at four weeks, your your period might not even be late. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I don't. So why would you? I was like, I'm not. I was like, I'm not experienced enough to know. But like, I feel like that's wrong. Yeah, it it was it was quick. It was quick. Um, there was it's possible. I would. I don't know about the tests, you know, nowadays and all this stuff and rapid right. and all this. But it's it's usually like you have to miss a period, like your cycle, you know, is typically so many days and then they're like okay test then but yeah it's quick Um, I'm sure it's possible but I was like if I was just you know out here screw like I wouldn't be aware like I feel like she probably wouldn't even be aware until she missed her period I don't even think it said she missed her period she was just like oh I took a test and I'm pregnant and I was like why would you test it like exactly um I was gonna say about Becky and I knew she was evil right away (laughs) She's like, I want to make it clear. I want to make it clear. I want this down in the record book. Um, Because Becky is a stylist, a hairstylist. um, Or a braider, I can't remember. Um, She works in a salon. She works in a salon. And she's beefing with the salon owner. And she says that um, the salon owner is evil. And I even wrote it down in my little book. And I said, (laughs) I know the braider's friend's boss is a bad guy, allegedly. But I applaud her position on double booking. And <laughs> I felt that too. I was like, am I supposed to be rooting for you? Right. That's how I knew that something wasn't right with Becky. Because uh, she was like, oh, man, you know, she won't let me double book. And it's like, well, you shouldn't be. That's a bullshit. I hate that <laughs> that's shit. That's bullshit. So that's how, that's how I knew something wasn't quite right with Becky. And that maybe Mia was just a little, a little dumb. Because it's like, are you hearing what she's saying? But I mean, that's her, right? That's her quote unquote friend. So I want to kind of dovetail off what you said. Like, I feel like, so I don't read a lot of thrillers. I've actually Mm -hmm. only recently started to read some, but I feel like once you kind of know, maybe not the formula, but the pieces of it, they Mm -hmm. become kind of easy to figure out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it must be a really fine line writing a story that has some tension but still leaves enough I guess clues so that if I'm paying attention and reading I can figure out what's happening mm-hmm. this book does not walk that fine line <laughs> this book will straight up highlight if someone's acting weird like when Becky didn't answer it's like Becky didn't answer it's like okay so the author wants us to know she's acting shady like mm-hmm. there were so many just like pointing at things and clues and like this ain't right and she did that and I was like I know I kind of applaud it for trying to do like a thriller element but mm-hmm. it just never came together. Like, I don't, like, what was the whole thing with work? Was was she trying to throw the, her in as a red herring? Like, she's the one who's sending her the text messages? I guess. Like, that's that was what I was thinking, like, throughout the book. Because the, the thing at work is there's this girl who doesn't like her. And she keeps setting her up by putting, like, food in her desk and gum when they're not supposed to eat there. And then, um, you know, telling the manager and then she goes out 
she confronts Mia and they have this fight. And then later she just falls down the stairs and she's like, I got, I got shoved down the stairs. And Mia's like, you know, the police come. I think they talk to Mia. Security, Mia's yeah. Security. Mia is very unconcerned. That's what I was trying to frame her for. You know, increasingly, um, you know, uh, violent acts or, you know, acts that'll get her an increasing amount of trouble. Oh my. I mean, this is jumping ahead, but she's she doesn't want to. When Nolan goes, like when she and Nolan break up, and she's mm-hmm. living with Trey, and they're thinking about getting a restraining order, mm-hmm. she's the cops ask her like, "Has he ever threatened you, or has he ever been violent? Have you ever feared for your safety?" And she's like, "Well, I can't mention the hammer thing because I technically didn't fear. What the hell are you talking about? Right? I read that scene. You said you were scared. He was coming at right. you with a hammer. Tell them about the hammer thing. Tell them about the hammer. Tell them how he tried." you know, threatening to kill you with a hammer. Was she pregnant at that point? I She would have had to been because she was almost, I feel like she was pregnant for like the whole time. And she was with, yeah. Nolan. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Because I feel like maybe she broke up and got with Trey and then she was like, I really hope these kids aren't his. So yeah. maybe not. But like, even without the pregnancy, like you come home, he's got a hammer, he's acting crazy, he uses a washcloth instead of toilet paper. Like, yeah. He, yeah. He's okay. <laughs> Let's take several steps back and introduce Nolan. Oh, gosh. Nolan with a D. Yes. So after she breaks up with Trey, her girl is like, you need to get out there and you need to date. And she's like, yeah, I know. I need to get out there date. And she's like, what, grocery shopping for, like, mm-hmm. toilet paper? I know she wasn't toilet paper. They were at the grocery store. And Nolan comes and hits on her and gives her his number. And it feels very, like, planted. And she also comments. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she comment on the time? Like, well, that was weird. I think so. Because he's supposed to be really good looking, really handsome. He gives her her number. Um, he gives, yeah. And then soon they start dating. And he's like the perfect gentleman. He's a perfect date. He sends her flowers. He's very thoughtful, all this. And they very quickly move in. And when he moves in, shit. <laughs> it just kicks off. Like he takes a turn so quickly. Like, I'm just picturing a grown man. Like, he plays video games, she says, all day. He eats cereal out of a giant bowl. Like, he turns into an overgrown kid, and he's really controlling. He moves all the furniture in her house, and he installs cameras. Like, everywhere. And she is, like, just not as concerned as I feel like she should. Like, maybe because no. she doesn't have real friends. Like, if he said, <laughs> I'm dating this guy, and he put hidden cameras in my bathroom, I would be like, we need we need to get you out of there like right now. We exactly. But she's just right. kind of like, Oh, well, I think she even asked him about it. And he's like, so I know if you fall, you could be safe. Right. And so she was like, pregnant uh, because that was his excuse, like for the baby and as a baby. Right. Monitor, and in case you get pregnant, I can see if you fall and help you. Right. And I'm like, well, if I fall, I'll get up. And the so, baby, the baby's not going to be in the bathroom. The baby's not allowed in the bathroom. <laughs> the baby can't walk yet, so the baby, like the baby's not even here, so you don't need a camera in the bathroom. She has to talk him out of getting putting the camera in the bathroom. Like she mentions, it. she's like, I was able to get him to get the one out of the bathroom in the bedroom, but he left the living room or the kitchen yeah. or whatever. And it's and like I, cool victory. And I'm like, why is she not seeing all these red? Like this is again, this is taking the question you presented at the top. Mm-hmm. This is what not is a lesson, lesson I needed. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't need someone to tell me that if a man moves into my house and starts installing cameras and, you know, and doing all that other kind of like raising hammers at me, that that is <laughs> worrisome behavior. <laughs> I just 
Like, who needs this warning? I guess, you know, somebody might. Somebody might. I did see that one Twitter thread about the girl who um, was dating that man she met off of, like, Bumble, and he ended up robbing her. (laughs) She had the nerve to come to Twitter and be like, I don't know if we're still together. It's like, what do you mean you don't know if we're still together? He robbed you. (laughs) You invited him to your house, and he stole stuff from you and isn't answering any of your phone calls. You're not together. You were never together. You were just robbed. (laughs) Like, you were the victim of robbery, like. There was no relationship outside of that of robbery. And so, you know, um, maybe there are people who need who need to hear maybe, this. She thought maybe. you're doing some work. Yeah, maybe. Like, if you're reading it and you're like, oh, shit, like, I'm in a bad situation, too. Like, you know, more power. That's the power of literature. One thing <laughs> that we... Oh, well, let's talk about Nolan first. And there's one really key thing at the beginning of the book that I completely forgot about, but I want to get your read on. So first of all, Nolan, the part that I think broke both of our brains to the point where Danielle like texted me, she's like, do you remember this? I was like, I don't remember. My brain had completely purged it completely until I went back and looked at my notes. And it's like Nolan doesn't use toilet paper. He takes a washcloth. I can't remember if he wets it or not. He takes a washcloth and he cleans the poo-poo out of his butt like he's some kind of giant baby. And then he just throws it in a trash can next to the toilet and then leaves. And then she comes home and she sees and smells the stank. And she's like, why do you do that? And he's like, that's just the way I am. And that wasn't enough for her. <laughs> After the cameras and the hammer and the, yeah. I had to put the book down. I had to put the book down because I was like, I, I can't. Like, <laughs> now, whenever I think of Nolan, I just think of, like, shit stink. Like, shit stink. it ruined the whole character. Like, the character was already ruined. But, like, that, out of all it the other shit he did. so fast. It happened so fast that he moves into her house. He's like, now you just have a trash can full of just, like, shitty washcloths. And is he and using your like, washcloths or is he bringing his own? That's what I'm saying. Like, washcloths, oh. I use washcloths to clean my body. I use washcloths to clean my face. Like, do you, did you think I was going to wash that? Like, no, because he put it in the trash can. So he expects you to go out and buy new washcloths. And it's kind of like, like she says, there's toilet paper right there. Bidets exist. Like, they're pretty cheap. Like, there's so many other things that he could have done and and that she could have proposed to him (laughs) as a breaking point. But she chose none of those. She was just like, well. That's the way he is. Because I know she's disgusted, but I know she doesn't like it. But she doesn't do anything to get him to stop or remove him from her house. So for me, that's tacit agreement. Like, you are okay with this man shitting on your towels and leaving them for you? Exactly. You're right. By not making him leave, or at least by not making him stop. Right. He's like, well, I'll go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) And, like, this is a level that I can live with. And it's like, well... I don't want to like blame you as the victim because that's not cool. But it's like, I couldn't, I don't, what's the thought process, girl? Like, wait, you, you don't like it. Tell him. And then I was like, as a writer, I'm like, why you want to show that Nolan is not as good as he's like, what a detail. Like why what a that detail? detail? <laughs> I did it like immediately. Immediately. You're like, okay, Nolan is not the one. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like he flipped like and again it's like they're perfectly fine and then they flip and there's no or out of there's no warning signs. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. even like 
I don't know. People aren't that good of actors. Like maybe she had it like he called all the time. And like maybe initially she thought it was sweet, but it turned out it was actually kind of suffocating mm-hmm. or some kind of hit that he was going to flip and just be this hard. This Yeah, this intense. Same with Becky and Lauren. Maybe if like one of them was always fl- Lauren, like, oh, Lauren, she's always flaky or something. But they turn yeah. from being like her BFFs that she kicks it with and she goes out right. with and kicks up men with to being like homicidal. Right. One tries to murder her, the other one kidnaps her baby, and they are so yeah. casual about this baby napping. Like, it yeah. is treated like she's her car. I forgot to Nolan. <laughs> Nolan shows the appropriate... I, we'll, we'll get back to Nolan. We will. the end of the book. <laughs> I wanted to bring up one other thing that I just was confused about, um, but in a detail I enjoyed. So the book actually starts off with none of these characters. Mia's, like, sitting... <laughs> in a uh, outdoor cafe or something and she's like this dude is just this old white man is just staring at me he's just staring and staring Jeff and she's like he was gonna play a much bigger role I mean he does and he doesn't exactly he plays a huge role in Mia's life but he plays almost no role in this book exactly (laughs) so he's staring staring she's like what are you doing turns out he's the thirstiest like old, old man, white man, old blind white man who talks like a 20 year old. <laughs> and he's like, he's just super duper thirsty for her. Um, he's like, oh, I wasn't staring. I'm blind. And she's like, oh, <laughs> shit. So she feels bad. And she like from time to time will come back and talk to this dude. Yes. Um, he's like a recurring character. He's like a Jiminy Cricket. Like, it's very <laughs> strange. <laughs> And I didn't know, like, why he was in that book. And I honestly forgot about it until his ass shows up at the end. He's like, I'm marrying your mom. Exactly. Her and mama, her, him and mama have been hitting it up. And because, like, there's hints all throughout the book. Every time Mia calls her mom, it's like, oh, you're getting ready for a date? She's like, when are you going right. to meet this mystery man? It's like, and she plays all coy. It's like, woohoo, maybe one day. Huh? And then at the end, it's fucking Jeff. It's Jeff. And my question for you is, because... I, now, I don't remember. Jeff, when he hits on Mia the first time, he knows that that's his his new girlfriend's daughter, right? Oh, I, think I he took says it he, as he had met. Or or he didn't put two and two together. Because he says at the end of the book that he didn't put two and two together until later. Until he, after, like, the Trey problems. And she was like, oh, that's Trey. That's Mia. So not right away. I don't think he knew. And I just want to say, like, is this her setting up like the lesson in the book that everybody should friend. Cause it's like, why would you be hitting on me and my mom at the same time? I don't like that. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, I is he lying? Is he not Mia and Mia's mother's friend? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I definitely was confused. Yeah. It's another plot point. I thought he was going to be, because he's introduced right at the top and it's so much detail right in the little top. scene. I thought he was going to play a much bigger role in the book. And he's like, no, he's kind of like, like what you said, he's the Jiminy Cricket. He pops up every now and then, gives some advice, and then he disappears and again. He disappears. He, he's only when they eat at a restaurant that is confusingly named the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought they were just like capitalizing it wrong. No, that's the name. That's the name of it. So I, I just, yeah, it gave me a pause. I was like, is he playing Mia's mom? Like, is there a part two where I wouldn't be surprised? Jeff, you know, has I don't know, scheming children or something. Probably. 
he's not really blind. He's I was expecting that to be a twist. Like, oh, Jeff could see this whole time. Right. Because <laughs> but he's just like, he's just like hitting on her. And it's like well, he was just sitting there. Maybe he knows Mia was there, maybe not. And then she comes up and talks to him and he's like, okay. It's like that scene in Ray where he's feeling the women's arms and they're like, how do you know she's hot? And he's like, I feel their arm. And I'm like, what do you, do you just try to pick up everybody who speaks to you? Like, exactly. is there something that you're doing? Like, yeah. So that was Jeff. I just, I wanted to make sure to get him in there because I'm so that. glad end you know the ending i'm so glad you did okay so back to our main cast of characters um so nolan is in the house wiping his ass throwing it in the trash can uh becky has gotten her own um salon allegedly Um, Lauren is Lauren and Trey. So Trey comes in as kind of a narr- narrator sometimes. Yes, and he's trying to do right by her. His mom's giving him the worst advice, <laughs> terrible <laughs> advice. You know, any mother's ever given a son. And um, I, maybe it was skipping forward, but it's a scene that I want to talk through where he's kind of like he he, like you said, and I wrote this down also a couple of times. Like you can get a paternity test while you are pregnant like that's something you can do and actually they do dna test you know while you're pregnant they do a bunch of different kind of screenings and stuff so it is it's possible does Um, the baby have to this is maybe more than you know does the baby have to be so far along like that late that i don't know okay that i don't know but they they could have done it much sooner than they did. <laughs> the, baby, the baby popped out. I'm gonna Google it. Like how? Because how also he also and, doesn't take it when he like once the baby's here and she still refuses. He doesn't take that as any kind of sign. Right. You can get a paternity test at seven weeks. Okay. So That's super early, <laughs> like a couple weeks more, and like he could have gotten that. They could have been done with this shit. But exactly. Eventually, she has the baby. And he secrets, he gets like a secret paternity test, I think, finds out it's not his. And he's like walking up the path to his house. <laughs> this is actually like my favorite scene in the whole book. He's walking up the path. He's like, I see another male. It goes into a very like, um, almost like National Geographic, like her writing, <laughs> how men interact <laughs> with each other. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, like, I don't want him to see me as a threat so I come in you know uh, uh, smiling smiling, and I say uh, you know and it's like this is so much thinking through like <laughs> you know like planning out your actions it's so weird it's like not how a normal you know behavior you, you know I, I don't know I don't know I don't want to say it was, it normal was it was just written very strangely, like if someone had observed male humans before and said, eh, I get about 80% of what's going on here and then wrote it down as a scene. Um, so the other guy is like, he, he's the bum. I can't remember his name. He's like, oh, yeah, Jermaine, just from, <laughs> Jermaine from my baby mama's house. <laughs> because Jermaine, unlike Trey, is not an idiot. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's my kid. He's like, I don't give a shit. You, you know, thanks for taking care of him while I'm not here. Like, it's just so disrespectful. And it's like, I don't know. I just had a good laugh at this scene. And then he's like, 
he waves the paternity test and he's like, I got it. Gotcha. <laughs> and what makes it worse is this is the second time he's walked up to Lauren's house and another man has been leaving. And he asks no questions. <laughs> right? He's like, hey, baby, who's that? Like, no questions. Like no there's questions. already enough shaky behavior going on that you need to be like, did, did you know him from before? How close are you all? Have you right. like you need to be asking questions? Why is there some man here around my baby? Just <laughs> who who is that? You know, if I see if someone comes into my house, I'm like, who is that? Right. Well, I think do they live together? Because he's staying with his boys and she lives in her own. Oh, house. that's right. I think he's staying with someone named Nick because he says it like aunt. a billion t- aunt. <laughs> aunt. He says it like a billion times. And he's like, I know he's getting tired of me, but then there's like no follow-up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The boys just don't care. They're just there to give him a place to stay. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So. Um, I want to talk for a second about the audio book. Okay, I would love um, to hear more about it. I thought about getting it, and I was like, I can't do that to myself. <laughs> it was, because I usually do listen to all, you know, most of the books at this point, now that I'm a mom, I'm listening <laughs> on audio. Um, and I'm not going to say, like, oh, like, this genre, that genre has worse production quality, because I haven't found that to be the case. But I'm going to say this has been the worst recording, probably, <laughs> from the books that we've read, like, Oh, it no. was there was a loud buzzing sound oh, throughout no. most of the book. <laughs> there was like I don't know what you call it. I I think in a movie you would call it like ADR, where they like uh-huh. have to go back and record like um, mm-hmm. some dialogue that was like if you like if they can't mix it in to sound naturalistic or something, they have to go back and record it. Um, and that happened a few times. Uh, and pick up something they call it in audio. And every single time it was completely jarring because it would be like for one word and all of a sudden it would get like super loud and she would be like, Trey and I went to the store and we got, (laughs) and it happened pretty frequently and the buzzing would go away. This is, I think the first book that I listened to on like two and a half, maybe like three speed because it was just, it was it was being read very slowly. So when I went up, it sounded more naturalistic. So. And I need y'all to understand Molly does not speed up her audiobooks. Never. She's never. She's one X speed. I cannot understand. I don't know if it's an audio processing thing. I don't understand when they start talking too quick. So I had to, I had to turn it up. Cause I was like, I don't, I can't understand this. It's going too slow. <laughs> so it was, I was, I was surprised. Absolutely. I, w- I was a little surprised. Yeah. That's well, I'm glad I didn't get it because I thought about, well, it's only seven dollars if you have the book. And I got the book off KU. Uh, I was like, no, I don't want to spend money on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it was um, it was an experience. It sounds I kind of want to go listen to the sample now. Listen to the sample. I think like even a few people on Audible. I think there's someone like on there saying like, "Hey, I really like this book, but ooh, this recording was kind of rough." Yeah, that's fascinating. Okay, yeah. we're about to hit the big stuff. I do like that little tidbit though, but we're about to hit the big stuff because Nolan has come after me with a hammer mm-hmm. for spending time with Trey because she's hanging out with Trey there because he keeps trying to win, win Mia back. So he's like, mm-hmm. "Come meet at me and talk to me in Walmart." 
and they do, and he finds out about it. And he like because he tracked her car. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. They're a mm-hmm. red sign. He is just one giant red flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just all just all over. But but that's I think the big misdirection, right? Because like here's a dude who I mean, it's not good that he threatened her with a hammer. That puts him <laughs> on the level with the other two. But it's like uh when the um baby is kidnapped, I think for sure he did that shit. We all did. I'm like, yeah. well, obviously he did it. He was gonna hit her with a hammer like yeah yeah that i thought was really good because he acts crazy so she kicks him out and then trey comes back in and he hates this he doesn't like he's like harassing them with the police he wants to come over all the time it's a whole thing well wait a minute am i getting ahead of myself do they move in together when the baby is she by herself while she's pregnant for a while it all happens listen i'm sorry readers but the timeline is really shit. yeah this is when this is when it starts like yeah, getting more distorted with the time. I think because the people, like, there aren't any pregnancies anymore, so you can't really, like, use that to measure. Um, yeah, I, I was confused. <laughs> because, okay, well, all that you need to know is that Nolan, she finally kicks Nolan out. She's like, I've had enough with Nolan. And she's by herself. And then Trey comes back, and they get back together, and she's still pregnant. And she's like, but she mm-hmm. doesn't know who she's pregnant by because she had a brief Right before she broke up with Nolan, she had a little, you know, one night, I guess it's not a one night stand, but she, you know, had sex with Trey and she's like, I don't know who's the father of my baby. Well, she has sex with them, like, within the same, like, two Hour. hours or so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, back to back. It's like, girl. It's like, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> and I thought of, um, uh, that girl, she's on social media, and I follow her way longer. Like, you know, you see a story on social media, and they're like, follow us on Instagram, but then you follow them, and then you follow them for two years after everyone else starts talking about it. So uh-huh. you know, like, way too much about them. Um, but it's that girl, she got, uh, her and her boyfriend, she got pregnant, and then she got pregnant with twins, like, at the same time. And so I was kind of thinking of that, like, I guess it's possible, be, but she had the same father, like the, the triplets had the same father, but it's like, I guess it's possible to get pregnant while you're already pregnant. I've only heard of this happening on Mari, where a woman had to do a fraternity test. She had twins and she had like, I guess at least two men and they did the test and it turns out each one was like, apparently it's, it can happen in it real life. Happen. It's a pretty good, like. I think uh, plot device, especially for a thriller, but it's like if that was the main crux of the story, I think it would have been enough. There's it's a like, lot oh. of this would have been yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> We're still so, going. <laughs> because we are. A casual baby kidnapping. <laughs> right? No, I'm so glad we're here because I have to, t- I'm sorry, I keep jumping us forward, but like this baby is just, and I say that this baby is casually kidnapped. Like someone yeah. somehow breaks into her home. Someone somehow just takes one of the babies. Someone yeah. somehow gets out without her knowing. And then after this, that other baby, he's dropped from the storyline. Yeah, like, what is the he? Yeah, you know, he's gone. When they're reunited, she's like, I held on to Tyreek. I was like, what about your other baby? You have two yeah. babies. She really wanted that one. That's the one you should be watching. <laughs> That's true. It was so wild. And you're right. Nolan was the only one who acted with like the 
the level of intensity or like who brought the emotion that is appropriate for finding out that your baby got kidnapped. Right. Like it's like, yeah, everyone else. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I misplaced my shoe. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you know, I thought for sure. Oh, Nolan did it. And he shows up and he's very emotional. Like he's really like legitimately upset. He's like, why didn't you tell me my son was kidnapped? He's like trying to use it. Like, I can't believe this happened. Like I want cut all this stuff. And you're kind of like, Nolan, you're kind of right. Like, he's very right. Like, knowing everything that I knew at that point, like, at the end, you know, you're kind of like, oh, well, he still did some asshole stuff. But it's hard because then he takes, you know, that hard turn again. And he goes from, like, oh, cute guy you met at the uh, grocery store to, um, you know, man baby living in your house to threatening you with a hammer to my ex that I don't like that much, but I co-parent with to distraught loving father <laughs> to like he's somebody's so cousin. Turns. He has so many turns. And I'm like, I cannot keep up with this. And then even at the end, I feel like because it, you know, it turns out that he's the cousin and he was in on a lot of this stuff and it was a plant. And he's he kind of takes a turn too. He's like, well, you know, I really did fall for you, but it's so unconvincing. He's kind of like, ah, I get it for the for the laughs. <laughs> As a favor for my cousin. As a favor for like, my cousin. Which Noland is the real Noland? Wait, I, I don't, don't know. know who this character is. <laughs> he's just like, he's just a plot device at this point. He does whatever the author wants him to, whether or not it fits. Because none of this makes sense. Like, if he had it all, like, he presents all together when we first see him. Then he's a giant man-child. But then he's also, like, how are you this giant man-child who's also super concerned and super caring and, like, does all this for your baby? Like, it's just all over the place. Yeah. It's like, you 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 threatened her with a hammer while she was pregnant. Like, you don't care about your kid that much. And she don't care either because she didn't see that as worthy getting out. She didn't see that as good enough to tell the cops about to get a restraining order. And I'm screaming at the book, tell them about yeah. the hammer. That it, would be, it would be one thing if she was like so scared or so upset. Like that's a that's not where her head is at. She's just like, because she goes, she's like, I I want to get a restraining order. I want this man to stop bothering me. Like I want to put an end to it. And they're like, can you tell us anything violent that he did? She's like, eh. I really, I'm really racking my brain trying to think. <laughs> Man, I really wish I had an example to tell you, but I just I can't think of anything. He destroyed her phone with that hammer. Like right. that property, like that's considered like he destroyed your phone, the thing you could use to call for help. Yeah. So oh, I, <laughs> I was very like, Nolan took me for a whole ride just at the end be like, well, I didn't really like you that much. <laughs> like, and I know he says different, but that's just I, maybe it's the performance of the audiobook when he's sitting in the hospital bed because he gets hit by a car, he gets run over. I can't even remember so many cars. He does. He's in the hospital for some reason. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, yeah, I did." He's like, "So it turns out, like, he is uh, Lauren's cousin because Lauren is the one who stole the baby." Becky, she, no, Becky. Sorry, I'm, see, I'm gonna see Becky up. and Lauren aren't connected. He had nothing. Yeah, to do. he had nothing to do. <laughs> With Lauren, um, he's Becky's cousin. No, he's Lauren. No, he's Lauren's cousin. Oh my god, he is Lauren's cousin. He was the one who she called him from the club and was like, "Help me get this man's clothes." This she's like, "He has an unconscious man on my floor." Exactly. Take off his clothes and put him on my bed. And he's like, "Oh, I got you, cuz okay." 
And uh, he knows here, exactly what she's going to try to do to him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, here's my best friend, you know, but I secretly hate her. So go pretend to get with her and then get her pregnant and then, um, you know, try to take her baby. And he's like, all right. He knows that she's going to try to rape Trey. <laughs> I'm just saying I would do a lot for my cousins, but. No. No. And he just. And for at the end, for him to be so nonchalant about it all, <laughs> he's like, oh, my cousin, my cousin asked me to help her move. <laughs> and I didn't really want to, but it's my cousin, you, you know. Because, like, she knew, because at the end we learned Trey never had sex with Lauren. She mm-hmm. tried to set it up. She tried to rape him. Let's not soften mm-hmm. it. She tried to rape mm-hmm. him, but I guess, like, she couldn't, he couldn't get it up. Something happened. So she just made it look like they slept together. Her baby, I don't, we don't know who her baby's father is. Her baby's father is is the bum who he meets the on the, okay, yeah. Yeah. And so, but she doesn't want him. She wants, she wants Trey. She she's wants always Trey. Trying Trey. So she's going to try and he's going to be up. a dental hygienist. Because <laughs> she does spend the whole book being like, so when are we going to, when are we going to get together? And he's like, right. I'm not interested. And he's like, literally never. <laughs> And it's like in all that time and all the time she did this, because it's like, okay, if you really love someone, like you wouldn't treat them like this. You wouldn't hurt them like this. You, Like this is not even normal behavior. No. So it's like, you, what do you want Trey for? Because someone else has him because he's going to be a dental hygienist. And all the time that she spent <laughs> doing this, she could have taken her ass on down to DeVry and got like one of those three month certificates <laughs> To go be a receptionist or something and had her own agency. She didn't need to do all this. <laughs> she's mowing down. She's trying to run over. So she's the one sending the text messages to Mia, which mm-hmm. I guess she had to buy a separate phone, which tracks. She's also, so who sent, who sent Trey? Oh, so Nolan oh, sent right. Trey the text messages saying mm-hmm. get a DNA test, mm-hmm. which he also ignores. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> shit was fucking, that was wild to me. <laughs> If I'm like in this situation, it's like, oh, there was sexual assault, like something happened. I blacked out. Like I complete you don't just black out casually. Like right. I blacked out and I woke up in this bed. I don't remember anything. Now she's saying I'm pregnant. And on top of that, I'm getting these text messages saying, get a DNA test. And I don't do any of that shit. You don't do none of it. None of it. They're just None like, well, this is, this is this is this is my plight now. This is the, the mom, situation I think I'm they in. said like his mom is so excited to have a grandchild. Like she's just like whatever. And it's like, Tell grandma needs to chill. Like she needs to relax. Get the priorities in order. You can't be that desperate for a grandbaby, right? Because now look who you're saddled with, the mama. <laughs> the mama. <laughs> and then so and then there's this weird thing where like. So, because they had mailed off for the DNA test on the twins. Oh my so, God. Nelson's like, Lord has a friend who works at that office. And so, when you did the test, we got her to change the results of the other one, but the other one got sent out before she could change it. And I'm like, right. why would they? First of all, it's weird that they would send the, the answers separately. That's weird. Why wouldn't they just? I'm sure they took the you test. You said it was a processing thing. And then I'm like, she's got friends everywhere. Everybody she really ain't does. your friend. Everybody ain't your friend, but they are Lauren's friend. <laughs> That's the real 
They ain't that, your friend, but they're somebody else's, and that's who you need to look out for. Yeah, that part blew my mind because it's like there's a whole like dramatic thing. They're waiting for the test results, waiting for the test results, and I just want to know what like Nolan thought. <laughs> they came back. What was? Is it what was? It? <laughs> You know, they're both Nolans, they're both trays, or one of each, and she picked the worst one. <laughs> well, they want to do both Nolans, but he got they want to do both Nolans, even if it was both trays, like they could have bowed out, they could have tried something else, but with both of them, like one being each, it's like, what the- <laughs> how did you fuck this up this bad? I was like, I wish I never even asked for your help with this. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a good point. Oh my gosh. And then I Mia was like embarrassed to tell her own mother. Like, yeah, one's 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 Nolan's and one's Trey's. And then her mom's like, you gotta own it. You did it. Yeah, I mean her mother actually doesn't have the best advice when she's like talking about like, oh, your father, (laughs) your father cheated on me. Yeah, that was I took him back. No, 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 no. That's not what she said. Which she had. Exactly. She says, oh, your father cheated on me and for a year he would come around and try to get back to me, but I was so hurt and angry and then he found a new wife and I was all alone. <laughs> it's like, okay, you can relax too. But it's actually nice what she says with the Mia. She's like, well, I mean, it happened. It's a mistake, but you just got to keep moving forward and not like beat yourself up. But I feel like that's such a difference from like a lot of the urban lit that we've read, especially the real moralistic ones, where it's like, yeah. oh, you got pregnant. Your life is over. You've done the worst thing you can possibly do. You whore. All you that. whore. And she's just kind of like, well, you fucked up. And you know, now you got these babies. So, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Please spell their names properly. Can you do that? <laughs> she's like, nah, I'm not. <laughs> and she's like, well, I tried. I'm going to go back to. <laughs> She's like, I gave you a correctly spelled name. Can you just return the favor to your own children? Nope. Nope. Oh like, my what God. Are you do? We uh, had said going uh-huh. into like the new year that we had wanted to do like two episodes on one book. And I thought oh, about yeah. it. I'm like, there's just not enough here for this book. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> for the next one. Not here. Because it ends like super quick. Like after like knowing. So Lauren's like, is it Lauren? No. Is it Becky? I can't remember. Becky's the one who stole the baby and she stole the wrong one, which is like, ma'am, you're so obsessed with these kids. How did you, like, did you just pick the wrong one? You heard a noise? You're like, oh, I gotta just take one and go? Like, how did you casually steal the wrong child if you're this obsessed with them? And it's like, if the twins looked that much alike, like, I'm just saying, I probably would have gotten another DNA test. I'd be like, this has got to be an error. I'm gonna try again at a different lab. For, you know, as central as these kids are in the middle of the, um, at the end of the story, we don't know, like, I don't even know, know do we know if they're fraternal them. or identical? I well, guess they're... they could not, they literally well, could not be <laughs> identical for this to make any sense. <laughs> that is that's true. what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, if you look at them and it's like, I don't know how alike they look. I don't know what the circumstances are, but it's kind of like, if they came out, they look super different. And I'm like, okay, if they look kind of like, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting that test done. There's, because they have literal different fathers. Like, 
Exactly. It's yeah. And then I was telling Molly, like when I was writing the synopsis, I couldn't remember how they got the baby back. <laughs> and then I remembered <laughs> Nolan just pops up with him. Like we don't get to see how we don't get to see like any kind of confrontation with Becky. We don't mm-hmm. see how he's able to hunt. Like he's just like I got him, which I guess makes he sense went on the thriller adventure on his own. Exactly, and we don't know anything about how he was able to wrap this up. And I guess if he's used to dealing with Lauren, he's like I I can think. He's like I I can I I know I know. And like the yeah. police are mad at him. They're like stay out of the investigation. <laughs> it's like that's my son. That's my son. Yeah, <laughs> like me. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mia's like, well, they told us to take a step back. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, that was the part where I'm like, how am I agreeing with Nolan when he, <laughs> when they're, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm his father. I have a right to know this investigation. I have a right for you to tell me, like, you can't keep me in the dark. And he's like, he's absolutely fucking right. Exactly. Like, Mia, you, you fucked up. I mean, uh, you know, I kind of thought that you did it. This was the first <laughs> place I would ask the police to check, but. Okay. Yeah. So, and then he saves the baby, and then that's the only baby we see for the rest of the book. Right. Fuck Tyrell. He is somewhere. <laughs> I think her mom is watching him. Her mom and her boo. Exactly. Jeff. Jeff's got that baby. Be careful. Be careful. Yep, remember, it, everybody ain't your friend. Everybody ain't your friend. <laughs> including yes, your own it, baby. Including your own baby. <laughs> So yeah, um, uh, Nolan is in the hospital. He confesses like to everything. Um, Trey has almost no reaction to hearing that he set him up to be like sexually assaulted. Um, it's not the book doesn't even view it that way. They don't even view like what Lauren did as like attempted rape or anything. It's just like oh, I think they do. I think they know that it's bad. I, I guess I guess it's like but he it's doesn't not, seem to care. He doesn't, he doesn't like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's supposed to make her seem like even more, you know, nefarious um that she would do this, but it's not it's not called out or anything explicitly and he doesn't ever say like, "Oh man, like this bad thing happened to me." Like he's just kind of like, "Well, I guess I'm not the father." Peace. Yeah. Cuz when he confesses, he straight up says like she gave you a roofie. Yeah. It wasn't just alcohol. She drugged you, bro. Yes, that's what I was saying. Like, he blacked out. And it's like, that's that's pretty intense. Like, I'm not saying, like, no one ever drinks too much. But to, like, black out to the point you can't remember anything. <laughs> that's, that's, cr- there's something, you need to get checked out. Myself. Like, look, look into that. Like, say, like, where was I? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because we don't talk about like the the men like as women it's like okay if that happened like you know cover your drink do this be careful but you know men don't get that same conversation really so exactly this is very lighthearted but I want to throw it in because I was skimming through the book and I saw it I love how big a role Facebook (laughs) plays on (laughs) because no one blocks anyone right. Like, Mia knows what's going on with Trey and Lauren's relationship. Like, because Lauren will po- have Trey pose for, like, right. like, moved it. It's like, why haven't you unfriended her? It's like, you're just sitting here watching this feeling bad. It's like, you can, you can block. She didn't, she doesn't unfriend. block Nolan, because Nolan sends her congrats after she and Trey finally get married. I'm like, why are you still friends with him? Right. Why, why is he still on Facebook? Facebook page. 
And that comes up a lot because that's how she finds out a lot of info on people. It's just people not protecting their Facebook. I don't even have it. I deleted it. But when I did yeah. have one, it was privated up and down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. Just... So that's a lot of serious topics in this. I will say when I was done, I gave it like 1.5 stars because even though I don't mm-hmm. think it was well done, I appreciated the th- thriller element. I appreciate yeah. there was some other thing happening besides He's oh, my this, yeah. And I'm going to say that I do too, because one of my favorite like genres of movie is like the real bad thriller, mm-hmm. like the one where like things just don't make sense. And someone's like trying to get in your home. Like there's the one with Beyonce. I'm going to have to look up some names. Beyonce. Oh, obsessed. obsessed. So good. <laughs> um, there's one with Holly Berry that we saw that I was like, how is this not like it was the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life? Um, that's gonna be hard to find. Like it's right after 9-11. I remember doing COVID, Nia Long and um Omar Epstein, they released Yes, <laughs> yes, and that has I was gonna bring that up with too because it has one of my favorite moments in a movie when she's like in the car or she turns off the headlights. It's something like she turns on her turns off the headlights. And he's there, but then he's not there. But he doesn't get the timing quite right. So you can see him kind of jump out of the way a little bit. Instead of just like, boom, he's there. He's just like, ah, I gotta miss my mark a little bit. That's hilarious, because that's how it would be in real life. Like, if someone was real life trying to do that, they wouldn't get it perfect. Exactly. You'd see them just scuttling off. It's just, it's, and there's a point where Neil Long is like talking on the phone, but the phone is upside down. (laughs) (laughs) The movie is supposed to take place right after 9-11, but it takes place in 2007. It's called Perfect Stranger. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I had never heard of it. It's Holly Berry and Bruce Willis. (laughs) Weird pairing, honestly. And she's like trying to seduce him to like, uh, Let's see. Perfect Stranger is a 2007 American neo-noir psychological thrillers film. <laughs> Long sentence. Starring Holly Berry and Bruce Willis. Uh, a New York City reporter named Rowena Price Berry meets her childhood friend Grace Clayton who wants to help her help taking down Harrison, a wealthy advertising executive. So she like goes and she pretends to be his secretary. Um, uh you think that uh, um, he killed her friend, but then it's like all these like misdirections. There's a weird like mole man living in the walls. <laughs> Holly Berry like has a huge body count in this movie for some reason. Bruce Willis feels like, like seems like he does not even want anyone to remember this movie. It's like a perfect, perfect, it's so good. She's playing like this real tough like, New York City reporter, but she has like a Newsies accent for some reason. <laughs> I want to see you the trailer because like everyone has to watch this movie. It's so good. And it's like I love, I just love thrillers like that where it's like things aren't quite right. Like the plot doesn't quite make sense. You know exactly what's going to happen. Beyonce like throws someone through a table. Like it's just, <laughs> this is like my genre 100%. So I, I actually really like this book because I was like, it's just foolishness. It's just like 
what's happening? Why is happening? I'm confused, but I'm along for the ride. Like when they yeah. said, um, when they said the babies have two different fathers, I'm like, I'm in. I bought in. <laughs> like sold. Sold. Because it was much, it's just much more entertaining than like the, like the other ones where it's like the relationship stuff. Cause like we've read, I think at one point we had read like three or four in a row where mm. it was just like crazy relationship drama. Mm. And it's like, okay, I'm over it. Cause like even that cartel, like yeah. the best parts of that were not the romance. It was them running their weird crime cocaine syndicate. <laughs> right. And I was like, okay, that's what I need. So that's what I say. Like I'm a different person. I was like, I know like, okay, I'm getting somewhere. So I don't like the romances, but a lot of them seem to be romances, mm-hmm. but I do like, you know, some kind of like thriller action thriller or action hijinks happening. Yeah. Hijinks. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I want hijinks. Like I want to be like laughing. You know what I mean? Yes. Other I think, stuff, it gets kind of weird. Sometimes it gets kind of icky. Yes. And this does not have, it's not an explicit book, really. No, there's, there's no like sex yeah. on page. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just like the hijinks. I just want to read, you know, them doing crazy things. And I think if the genre took itself a little less seriously, because I feel like it, I don't know, maybe I take it too seriously. Maybe they don't take themselves too seriously. But I feel like some of these things are just like, we're the biggest, we're the baddest. I yeah. you know, just the way they, it's like, it's not that deep. It's not that serious. There's no real lesson. You're like, take it down a bit and like have just the hijinks. And you yes. know what? Sadly, the one that I think the closest is loving my wife and her sister too. <laughs> That's true. Cause not much happens with that book. It's just weird. Just flying back and forth. <laughs> and hijinks, yes. Actually, I, you know I totally agree. That was the problem. The tone was right. There wasn't enough hijinks. Yes. So, like, the stakes were really low, but, like, yeah. there were no hijinks other yeah. than, like, he was cheating on his wife with their sister, which, after you get past the plot, isn't that scandalous. Like, yeah. Like, a full-grown adult, she, he didn't seem to really like her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hijinks, that's what, we're, that's what I need. Hijinks, yes, yes, I agree. At low stakes, you know. Low this, stakes, this high hijinks. High hijinks, yes. Realistic jobs. <laughs> realistic people and then there was one I thought noticeable trope that wasn't in this book at all which was like the name like the brand name dropping yeah there was a they did but it was like different like they went to Ruth Chris's so many yeah. times <laughs> well that's true I'm like why like is this the fanciest place you can think of I hate Ruth Chris's <laughs> it's so it's just so nothing oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's very realistic. Like yeah. I think she get. I guess she does get him like some expensive gift, maybe. But it's not like oh, I put not on the my... clothes, not what she's wearing. We don't yeah. really. We well, never really hear what she's wearing. Yeah. We do hear what she's driving, but it's just like a jeep. Yeah. So it's not as bad as on the other ones. So and that's what I think. I think I don't like the ones where it's like we're the biggest, we're the baddest. It's like just 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 get messy. Just do some messy yeah, shit. Yeah, just get messy. Like show me, you know, uh, um, the dental hygienist and um, like he's gone. Because <laughs> this is like drama, like you might actually hear. Exactly. <laughs> Until it gets like you know off the rails at the end, <laughs> which it really did. <laughs> like the oh, I was just like, how is she so bad at reading people that she's got not one, not two, but three but people three. in her life try to cause her severe harm. Or if you count like the girl at work. Exactly. Okay, yeah. You know, pushing someone down the stairs. That's not like like you could go to jail for that. Like that's the fault. You know, she 
And then it's like that, I wanted to circle back because at the end it's like, oh, uh, you know, that girl got a promotion and so everything stopped. <laughs> it's like, that was it? Like, it just got resolved very quickly. I felt like the author was like, I don't want to wrap this up. It's done. Right. Okay. I'd be like, girl, you, if someone frames you for attempted murder or frames you for assault at a job and then becomes your boss, job. you need a new job. You need, a- you need a new job. <laughs> get a new job ASAP. Because it seems like she don't give a shit about that job. She's not trying to get promoted. She's like, oh, I just process my stuff and then I go home. Like, right. She's texting on the floor. Like, <laughs> it's like just getting your job. It's wild. So, yeah, that was yeah. I was going to ask you. So we do this at the end of every urban fic read. How would you rank? Like, and I think at this point we run enough like you don't have to go do all of them. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking like I would put top like my t- I'll just so like for example like my top tier is probably like um uh coldest winter ever and then and top is used loosely like <laughs> top tier is coldest winter ever <laughs> cartel because it had the action mid tier is like addicted I would put this book sort of in the mid tier I would put um what's another one we read that I think was butterfly would be mid tier. And then bottom is loving my wife and her sister too. Mm -hmm. This could be us, but you play in and uh, hold you down. (laughs) Which one was hold you down? That was this very St. Louis one. Oh, I I like that one. (laughs) I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I think that, um, like for me, addicted is up there because it's like, I don't know what's happening moment to moment (laughs) (laughs) and then I would say that um uh where the girl was deaf and she was like a dancer wasn't that in um addicted like that was like her um oh no that was butterfly butterfly yeah the guy was like posting the butterflies all the time (laughs) (laughs) I really like that one uh, and that was I why, because that's the one we did. We wanted to read like how Ashley and Jaquavis write when they're separated. So yes. she, she wrote that on her own. I forgot about that. Yeah, that one. I I actually really liked that one because it it had enough of the like oh you know glitz and glamour without being over the top. But then paradoxically, I like the cartel because it <laughs> is so fucking over the top. Like it's just like we're losing it over here. Like. <laughs> You know, Ashley and Jaquavis together, it's like they're very Don't split them up. Don't Don't split them up. But yeah, I like Butterfly. I like the romance of Butterfly. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it wasn't like, you know, too much because the ending of the cartel was too much. (laughs) And apparently it just gets even more and more wackadoo (laughs) as that series goes on. Yeah. So I like, I like those. I would put this, I would say mid tier. Yeah, um, it's just under top tier um, because I feel like it really, I feel like it needed to go harder on, it either needs to go harder on everything and keep the pace throughout the book. Like start with, you got twins by two different dudes. Both of them are <laughs> like, you know, both of them got something wrong with it. And the front, like pilot, like really super pilot on from the get go. Or it needs to focus on just one of these plots and really hone in. And dig into it. And yeah. dig into it. Yeah. That's a good point. Because I felt yeah. like if it was all ridiculous, then I wouldn't feel so bad about just that one work plot. Because the work plot is the only one that's left dangling. Mm-hmm. And everything else gets wrapped up pretty 
I won't say well, but everything else gets wrapped up. It gets wrapped up. It gets explained. Yeah. So it's like just a little more cohesion. Um, and then, yeah, I would agree with your bottoms. Uh, <laughs> hold you down. Although every time I like see like an errant like wig in the street or something, I think of that book. I think of that book anytime I think of like uh, T. Billy Buffett's of the University of Missouri in Kansas City. Oh, I was, uh, I'm not thinking about hold you down. I'm thinking about the, ver- this could be us what you play in. I didn't even, that's the one I didn't even finish, remember? I was like, I yeah, that was a really <laughs> early one. Uh, hold You Down, it didn't bother me that much. I would put that mid-tier, but not a lot happens in it. Which one had the 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 girl gang <laughs> who stole cars? Was that a, that was not the cartel. No. I think that, that must have been Hold You Down. It might no, have been. No, because they were too local. I have to look it up, but there's the one with the girl, because, like, Mama Mia, or Mia Moore, and they, like, fought. Like, they were murderers. That was in the cartel. Right. But then there was the one who was less serious, and they just, like, stole cars. I think, yeah, I think the cartel is the murder mamas. Yes. Who cut the guy's dick off. Like, they get <laughs> super rowdy. And right. then I think that... Um, there was a much less rowdy one. Yeah, they just, they're like, just had a car boosting car. Like, yeah, they're just yeah, they're like stealing cars from very very stupid people. Like, I think that was hold you down. I think it is hold you down because yeah. it's like she. I think there's a scene where she goes like to do a drug deal or something, and she's like yelling at the guy, and then he tells her to go away in the car. And it's like, aren't you supposed to be like a criminal mastermind? You can't figure out what was going on here, so, right? Because yeah. you're speaking in code, and she was like, yeah. we didn't hear come here to talk about candy. Came here to talk about the cocaine. It's like, ma'am. <laughs> You're new at this. So that's good to know. Well, I always love recording these. I read the book and I'm like, just get through it. Just get through it to do the recording. So (laughs) it's always a lot of fun. So I'm so so glad we did this. Yeah. So Uh, well, that's it. Do we recommend Molly? I would. I would. Because I think that there's nothing like there's the there's the plot point about the assault. I don't think it's treated in a way that is like so heinous like to be offensive like I know that that's like like a wild thing to say but I don't think like there's some books that I'm like I just can't even recommend this because this this plot point is so fucked up yeah Um, so even though it has like you know this really rough thing in it it's not treated in a way that seems like so awfully disrespectful or so harmful to people there is the part about you know the girl who's infertile and she steals the baby. I think, like you said, you could go back and forth. Maybe I'm reading it one way and it's not really in there, but it, that seemed a little bit. But other than that, it's just hijinks. Like, <laughs> it's just a bunch of bullshit that happens. And those are kind of my favorite, my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> and I it, I would agree. Like, if this is the kind of genre you like, like, it, I like the thriller. I like that there was an attempt to do some thriller. Because I was also reading your girl, Rachel House Hall, and I had just finished We Lie uh-huh. Here. So I was like on the uh-huh. thriller kick. Uh-huh. So I feel like if that's the kind of thing you enjoy, you'd probably like this too. Yeah. And it, you know what? I, and I had just read that too. So maybe that's why I was like, oh, we're going oh, please. And she, you know what? The main character in that book was just as blasé. That's what I'm saying. Like, and she, I don't know. Like Rachel Housel Hall is probably one of my favorite writers. Like I, every time she has something, I'm like, yes, let me read it. Let me read it. And I just really enjoy that about her, her protagonist. Like they're just, you know, not that bright, like things are happening and they're kind of like, well, that that doesn't have shit to do with me. Like, I don't it know. Does. If you know that. It does. <laughs> it does. So. Someone's trying to kill you. Alive. 
I, I don't know if you read the one where they're out in the desert. It's a novella, I think, on no, Audible. No, I haven't read any of her novellas. Oh, man. But actually, really, like, I actually really like her novellas, too, because I think I read the novella, um, and then I read uh, We Lie Here. Um, and I want to see it because I want to recommend both of them. Um, see how they run. And it's like they're in a national park. It's like this girl's brother has, like, a glamping business. <laughs> She comes up with the most wild careers, like that memory keeper. Right? And it's, like, so, like, it's such an attention to detail, and it, like, really takes you into that world. You're like, okay, like, but then her her protagonists are kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about thrillers. Like, I'll just call it the Rachel Hollis Hall protagonist, where it's, like, pretty, not that bright, (laughs) hardworking, stumbles into a whole bunch of bullshit (laughs) it's like I just because I feel like that's how I would end up in one of these books like I'm just here (laughs) to go to my brother's wedding and then all this bullshit happens so yeah oh that's so funny but yeah so I would recommend just for that I just think it's it's fun that it's something different it feels like there's a lot of romance heavy urban lit Mm -hmm. and it's nice to see something that's like trying to do and maybe it's not the only one, but this is the first one we've read where it's like try to incorporate a thriller plot line. Yeah. And I really I really liked it. Like honestly, if someone else says like, oh, you know, for this one next time, like, you know, a crossover with something else. I think thriller is the natural one, but maybe like a murder mystery or like yeah. a, something like that. I would I would definitely be down for it because that would be fun. Yeah. Alrighty, so I guess we should wrap things up. There we go. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Black Chick Lit. We're on Instagram at BCL Podcast. And of course, you can visit our website, blackchicklit.com. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we both like, were like, oh. I was like, oh. And if you have any questions or comments, send them to contact at Black Chick Lit. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify because that helps other listeners find our podcast and thanks as always to sweet 45 for the use of our theme jones in you can find them on soundcloud at soundcloud.com forward slash sweet 45 and that's it gang another successful urban lit month in the bag mm-hmm. love it this is our eighth a- one no oh my seven. god i think one year we read two two urban lit books in one year i could see that <laughs> well, now it's Danielle's turn to subject me to some romance for February. So, ooh, oh, you know what? I read this and I think you might like it. Um, you made a fool of death with your beauty. It's a pretty messy. It's pre- it's kind of messy. I've been really... seeing a lot of chat about that. <laughs> so I, I think you should, like, because I finished it and it was, <laughs> I had thoughts. I, so I, I think that would be a, a lot. Okay. okay, and it well, it felt kind of like an like. I was like, see, they got the messiness. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think that'll be And we'll try our new experiment. Two episodes for one book, right? Yes. Okay. So we can get yeah. out more content. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, as always, you know, we appreciate you. Happy 2023. Mm-hmm. We're going to kick this year's ass. Like, we. <laughs> I didn't kick any year's ass. So let me stop. I was going to say like we <laughs> did last year, but I just barely made it through last year. So keep, sur- keep surviving. Keep thriving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.